and we can make the stupid age old joke of like, is this an allergy to beer? Mm-hmm. Is this something yes. you get when you're on a cruise in Mexico? Right. No, I like my coronavirus with a little lime mm-hmm. and a but lot not, of sun. Yeah, but not pushed all the way into the bottle because then you keep getting the little the pulp. Yes, I hate that. Yeah, and then no. it overflows. Yep, exactly. And then your hands are all sticky. Right, which is just gross. No, that's the worst thing about coronavirus. <laughs> is your hands get sticky. Your hands get sticky. <laughs> I think that's what the Centers for D- Disease Control said, too. Well, that's why we linked to them. Yeah, exactly. Side. So we're already giving a lot of love to the coronavirus. Yeah, maybe we that. should change that from I have a rash to I have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could indeed. Because if you have become a statistic in the list of uh current pandemics wouldn't you be like i gotta find a stupid podcast to listen to 100 percent to make everything better right and you you click on the cdc website as i often do of course i just want to make sure every once in a while we get that uh a number on that column of our (laughs) website activity people no someone clicked on it that's so true Yep. So they're saying here there are four main stories: coronavirus, coronavirus disease, twenty nineteen, closely monitoring monitoring the novel novel coronavirus yeah. outbreak. I would I wouldn't describe a pandemic as novel, but anyway. Yeah. Um, the other ones are winter weather. Be prepared to stay safe and healthy in the winter. Okay. What to do if you have the flu? Okay. Stay away from others except to receive medical care. And then finally, in a article that has, I don't know if I make the connection between the other three, say no to raw dough. Eating uncooked flour or raw oh. eggs can make you sick. Huh. Yeah. Well. I really feel like they need to rank those. I feel like they should too. I mean, I think probably the biggest problem is the raw dough. Yeah. And winter weather is like a 1A. Well, because right I think underneath. one does le- lead to the other because you're depressed in the winter mm. weather, so you eat an entire roll of cookie dough. This is Why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Well, their, their stock image game is spot on here at the CDC. Um, flu guy lying on sofa green pillow behind his head his phone is on the table so you know he's really not feeling well and he has his uh arm on his head as if he were on a fainting couch oh i wish uh, they had had him on a fainting couch that would be good yeah cookie dough is a family dad's wearing an apron it looks like an it might be a leather apron so it was dad oh bre- dad might have been breaking down a deer just before coming in to make cookies it looks like or working in the apothecary mm, yes or uh, some sort of blacksmithing. Or in the uh, sex dungeon. Mm, yeah. No, that's probably more likely than the, you know, casual blacksmithing that people do. Yeah, I'm thinking. And the winter weather has a weird sort of, it almost looks like a sci-fi novel cover. Woman with a scarf that really matches the same cable knit pattern as her sweater. Scarf up over the nose and mouth, gloves, hat. You got to give her points for the color coordination, but there's just some weird lens flare and something's going on weird behind her. All right. Well, you know, 
So let's see here. I think that their, their graphic design and layout is probably a big priority for the. I, I for would the think so. CDC. Yeah. I, I would think. No, because if you go down to their diseases and conditions, number one, coronavirus. Number two, ADHD. Again, I feel like we need to do a better job of ranking these things. Number three is cancer. Yeah, no. I would rather have ADHD, all things being equal. Well, yeah. I mean, I have ADHD. I had a little spot of cancer, but it wasn't nearly horrific cancer. And I would definitely take my ADHD. I quite enjoy it. Yeah. And then we've got here... um, Underneath that, you have the diabetes. Which, let me click on this. Let's see if it's a picture of Wilford Brimley. It's not. It's another. Oh, that's disappointing. That is disappointing. I feel like they could have some, you know, the face of disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would make me feel better. Like, I feel better when I know celebrities are going through what I'm going through. No, exactly. So... I'm trying to think of a joke here, and I just can't do it. I know. It's, we're really like going into some sort of parasite level of dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. Is your pig more of an acrylic or an oil kind of gal? Definitely acrylic kind of gal. I'll tell you what the problem is with oil, is that it takes too long to dry. Mm. And while Picasso has a lot of patience, I certainly don't. <laughs> so... <laughs> It actually looks the same on the canvas, but acrylic is just a lot more, it's a lot more, um, yeah, it dries faster. And also it's, you get a lot of uh, different variations of child-friendly, vegan, non-toxic paints and uh, acrylic paints and not so much uh, of that kind of genre in the, in the oil department. And how do you find out that your pig has a talent for painting? Because my family has a good for nothing cat that I'd like to see contribute to the upkeep. <laughs> Uh, I guess a lot of patience and some some uh, some um, visions, I suppose. But no, actually, it's on a serious note, pigs are very smart, intelligent, curious animals. And you know, when I brought Picasso to this new barn that I had built um, as part of the Farm Sanctuary SA Foundation, um, I kind of needed to keep her entertained because I'd heard lots of stories about pigs demolishing everything in front of them and it was actually it was like this I mean she demolished everything in front of her except these paintbrushes that were lying in the barn because of course the barn was was newly built and I was fascinated by this because because I mean it was I figured that that would be the first thing that she would eat or consume or or destroy and she kind of nurtured them it was it was quite touching to watch her and I thought gosh you know maybe there's maybe there's something in this um, and I mean I'm a, I'm a bit of a creative myself and I thought gosh let me see if maybe she's interested to paint um, and through some positive reinforcements and um, sort of steering her towards a canvas that I placed in her barn, it wasn't long before she was, you know, picking up these brushes and dipping them in the in the um, paint little blicky little boxes that I'd put in front of her and, and putting it across the canvas. And the rest is history. It is. It's amazing. Now, when did you realize that her work was something that actually could be commercialized and shared with the public? Um, well, actually, that's an interesting question because the first buy of an original Picasso was actually a couple of attorneys from New York <laughs> who came into the barn. Um, and at that stage, she had been sort of, I'd been playing with the idea and the artwork was a little bit, you know, primitive, so to speak. And I had a lot of, um, 
canvases, <laughs> canvases lying on the ground. And actually, I have a I Airbnb the loft inside the barn. And this couple had come to stay, and they saw the artworks, and they were fascinated by the fact that a pig had actually made them. And and she said, well, how much does one of them cost? And I hadn't actually thought about it. So I said to them, listen, I, I haven't really thought about it, but why don't you make me an offer? And the proceeds will go towards, obviously, the sanctuary, which will inspire more, you know, um, um, compassion for farm animals and all this great stuff. And they made me an offer. It was quite a small red painting. And um, they made me an offer of 7,000 rand, which is, let's see, that's about $400. Okay. Um and it was like deal done, and they yeah. walked out of the room with this with the, this Picasso. And then it really was a, a part of thinking, gosh, this is a great way to um, a great way to be able to sustain this organization, um, and for it to be you know sustainable. And people, when they make a donation, they can get an incredible artwork um, in the process. So it was a win-win, uh, a thought process. And it, and and when she first started playing with the brushes. That's when I sort of thought, well, maybe there's something in this, but also there could be a way for 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 us to actually raise money for the organisation, and and it worked out. It worked out like a really cool script, <laughs> actually. Amazing. That's an um, incredible story. I love it. Now, wh what was her name before she started painting? Or did you already name her Picasso, and it just sort of all clicked? Well, um, yeah, I hadn't named her. The, the day I rescued her, I hadn't named her. And then, when, of course, when she came into the barn on about the third day, when I noticed her playing with the brushes, it was like, it has to be Picasso. I mean, oh, it was that soon after? Yeah. Well, so, was that uh, soon after she, you got her that she yes. showed this talent? Yes. 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 And her, her work is, it's... It's fantastic for people who haven't seen it yet. It, it really is lovely. It's wonderful. And did she, how do the paintings get their titles? Is there an inspiration prior to her painting or does the work then deem who it is after the fact? So just going back to your first point, what's funny is whenever people meet Picasso, and they come into the barn because obviously there's a gallery there and they can see the artwork. There's two things that always come out of people's mouths. And the first thing is, wow, she is so big because she is humongous. She's I mean, a big girl. <laughs> elephant in this country or a hippopotamus for those of you that have been to Africa and, and, and seen how big hippos are. And then the second thing is actually they look at the art and they, they have to admit and they say, it's actually really good. It is. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Because our human interpretation is that, well, only human beings can do good art, you know. And I mean, if it's from an animal, it can't really be classified as art. So I love the fact that it challenges their thought process because I can see that they think, wow, this is actually great art. But actually, but hold on. Can it be art? Is it art? So I love, I love the debate that transpires when people look at this art. Um, and then as far as the naming of the artwork, so... The, the actual painting process is very much a collaboration, I would say, between Picasso and I. She does all the actual physical um, work on the canvas. The only time that I actually um, touch that canvas is to actually put it in front of her and then to actually take it away when she's finished with it and to countersign it um, on the artwork. So I still select the colors. If there's a big topic going on, so for example, for your American election at the end of the year, I will definitely do a, a presidential election. We'll pick the American flag colors, for example, white, blue, and red. And whatever she does, it'll be called, you know, maybe it'll be election 2020, for example. So I kind of am thinking of a theme and putting the colors together. And then when she's paintings, you know, um, 
she always does amazing artworks, but every now and again, she'll do something that really looks like something in a human form that we would recognize. And at that stage, I can actually stop her. And the name will align with what the painting looks like, looks like. So a simple example of that is I'm painting a lot of blues and then suddenly she does a shape of a dolphin. So I'll stop the artwork there. I'll get her to sign it with her nose. She will sign it with her nose tip and it'll be called dolphin. And at that stage, it's a very valuable painting because then any human being that's looking at it will go, oh, yeah, it's a dolphin. But unless mm -hmm. I'm calling a dolphin and, and I haven't seen it, she would probably just keep painting. And of course, the, 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 the dolphin would be lost in that equation. So it's very much I'm watching her doing some guiding, but she's really doing all the artwork. And I can't, you know, I can't say to her, OK, Picasso, you know, paint the paint the the um, Empire State or paint, you know, this or whatever. She's very much an abstract expressionist. She's very free and, and, and she really is the boss around here. I mean, she's a thousand kilos, which is about, she's just under 2000 pounds, I think that is. So she, no wow. one what to do. Yes. No, one, no one can make her paint and stuff. It's very much an inspiring project. And, and it's all, it's, it's a positive campaign to, to um, awaken a connection to a farm animal as well. So, you know, if she if she feels like painting, she paints. If she doesn't, uh, then um, us mortals around her go back <laughs> to doing our, our normal work, working around, <laughs> around the barn and around the other projects. So, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So it's not like you showed her a picture of Dolly Parton and said, <laughs> go. Which, by the uh, way, I'm saving my money no. for. <laughs> I've got a jar in the kitchen. Yes, that's Luke's favorite. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the sanctuary. So the sanctuary was founded in 2016 and it was actually a little bit by default because I bought a property in a very stunning area in South Africa near Cape Town called Franchuk. It's actually a very famous wine area. It's very similar to Napa Valley in California and I've lived in California for a long time so I'm very, there's a lot of similarities here to California believe it or not. And it was actually to set up a dog adoption center, um, which I did do and is now based in Cape Town. But the point of the story is that half the property was actually supposed to be subdivided off uh, when I bought the property and they couldn't get the subdivision through. So I ended up having this extra bit of property and I wasn't too sure what to do with it. And I'd always wanted to rescue some farm animals just to have as my buddies hanging around a farm. And so designed this barn and then the builder came and started building it. And I think he made a complete balls up because the barn went up and it started to look like Noah's Ark. It was so huge and so, so big compared to what I'd drawn. It was like, wow, you know, I have to, maybe I must do, make this a foundation and, and actually rescue more animals and make it a bigger project than what I had originally thought of. And um, that's really how it started. And of course, just before it was finished, I thought, okay, well, now it's time to acquire a couple of farmed animals and went to the local uh, hog factory farm and, and acquired two little piglets. And one of them ended up being Picasso. How does the other pig feel about <laughs> Picasso's success? <laughs> the only farm animal that is interested and watches Picasso paint all the time is Baloo, who is an oversized three-year-old male cow who hangs around because he knows in that process, Picasso is going to leave some snacks lying around, like some apples and some pears, and he always gets leftovers. So he loves to watch and he can't wait for her to finish. Um, but, but actually, I mean, even Picasso, everyone takes a very, when I say casually around here, um, 
you know, we've had Japanese film crews. We, we've had we've had film crews, I mean, news crews from all over the world come and they all say, well, you know, will she mind if we film her painting? Or, you know, can we, how close can we come? And it's like, listen, you could drop a bomb next to Picasso <laughs> while she's painting and she ain't gonna, she, she is not gonna give a flying flip about anything. So she's just very, I think pigs in principle are very independent. They don't have big egos. She doesn't really care that, that she's a famous painting pig. She takes it in her stride. Um, she just cares that she can live out her life. She's got a mud bath, tons of hay, and, uh, and she's got, you know, to keep, her, to keep her waistline down, she's got some exercise to do in the morning, which is painting, sure. <laughs> and she definitely enjoys it. So that's really, that's really, it, gets, it, it does get a bit crazy around here, but it's all, it's all in a good, uh, good spirits. So apart from the other pig and the cow, are there, do you just have a menagerie of talented pets? Is there a rooster writing tone poems somewhere? Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> so that's venture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, you know. I, I actually, I mean, a, a painting pig is is very original, right? And then I still have people coming yeah. in and saying, "Gosh, so like, how many pigs paint around here?" <laughs> I'm saying, "Really? Did, did you just did you just really ask you that question?" <laughs> right. There was only one Picasso in 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 Spain, and there will only be one Picasso from South Africa, and I I um. You know, for me, it's an original project, and and I don't plan to, um, you know, in, inspire another one of our pigs to paint. Although I'm sure, if if um, with with enough energy behind it, I'm sure it would be possible because they are very intelligent animals. Um, but yeah, I mean, not at this point. She's still she's three and a half years old. Hopefully, I mean, she is genetically modified. I mean, she comes from an industrialized facility, which is how most pigs are raised today. So. But she, her tail was cut off the day she was born. She's been, she, she's she's way she's way too big for her size because obviously in the industry they have to grow too fast, so that they can grow faster and be slaughtered earlier. So her legs are very small. She carries a lot of weight. So I don't know how long she's gonna um, carry. You know, hopefully she lives till about ten years of age. She's three and a half now. So with 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 good luck, she will carry on painting uh, for the next couple of years. But there's no guarantees on on how long all that, that process will be. So I'm enjoying the moment. We're doing some nice work at the moment and yes. and maybe it goes on for a number of years and, and 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 hopefully it does. And if it doesn't, you know, at that time I will consider whether there's a rooster in the mix who can who I can make a new paint yeah, just, just look into it. <laughs> and that, and and obviously her work is also being immortalized on her wine label. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. Okay, so it kind of, she lives in a vineyard. Uh, as I said, oh this is gosh. wine country. So there is actually a vineyard at the sanctuary that is part of the, of, the, of, the, um, of the sanctuary. And that was built at the same time of the barn, as, at the, almost at the same time as the barn was built, simply to think, gosh, maybe, because it takes a couple of years for the, for the vineyard to mature. So I thought, gosh, maybe, you know, we can plant some wine, make some wine under the sanctuary label and, 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 just to make the organization more sustainable, you know, long term, because there was no there was no concept of a of a painting pig that was gonna basically sustain this organization till the end of time. So, you know, it, it was just time to harvest for the first time, uh, beginning of this beginning of this year. And it was like, gosh, I mean, it makes sense to do a, a wine label inspired by Picasso, right? Because she she basically hogs the vineyards. <laughs> I see what she uh, did there. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nice glass of wine, right? So, yeah. 
and of course grapes is also Picasso's favorite food so it all it's all just aligned and that those bottles have everything is bottled at the moment there's 5,000 bottles it's a Pinot Noir Picasso Black and a blend which is called Picasso Pink and it it has her artworks on the um, on the label, of course, and uh, they'll be released in April. And uh, proceeds will come to the to the sanctuary. Um, and yeah, and when people come and stay in the barn, they can sit and admire the artworks and have some of the wine. So it's just it's 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 cool. It's cool. I, I think I want to be Picasso in my I next. I was just going to ask if you were <laughs> considering taking a painting when you hear about this. <laughs> Well, I mean, her life is amazing. She lives in a vineyard. She paints. She's talented. She gets to eat and be chubby and happy. And her workout is painting and has adoring fans. And she's beloved. And it's amazing. We could all learn from her. <laughs> and that, that, that really is the most important thing. I mean, we have, we have probably about, a uh, with the chickens, about 100 rescued farm animals here. And at the end of the day, it's just a, a positive environment where rescued animals that stood no chance can really, you know, live out their life and in, in a in a in a as I believe nature intended. And so it's just as I say, it's just a plus that she is she's the quarterback and, and, and pays for all the food around here, she pays for all the rescue, she pays our employees to work here. So it's just wow. it's um, it's a great it's a it's a great it's a it's a it's a win win for everyone really. Have you considered, I mean, you said you, she sort of paints when you, you put something in front of her. Have you considered doing sort of a still life or landscapes or nudes? Because I would love to just see the Craigslist posting looking for models. <laughs> Maybe think about that one. We try to actually, actually <laughs> um, we used to take her out onto the beachscapes because Cape Town has a lot of beautiful beaches. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And that was in the day that was the last time she went to a beach was about a year and a half ago. And she fit into the veto, which is quite a large van. You also have vetoes in America. <laughs> she is so big now. I don't think she will even fit into a veto. And if mm. you eat every single seat behind the door, <laughs> we're like, if, I, I'm just not sure if it's actually viable or based on her size now. But nudes is a definite must. So if you know of anyone who's, who's keen to come out and pose, just, you know, send them down. <laughs> <laughs> now how do people acquire her art because i have a space in my living room that is dying for such a conversation piece actually you know what first thing i'd like to say is you you've you've nailed the word conversation piece because you know often i think you know if you if you if you had enough money to buy let's say a, a, a van gogh painting a van gogh as as you would say in america <laughs> Um, you would pay probably like half a billion dollars for it and people would come and say, wow, okay, you're rich, cool. And then you will talk about something else. But if you have a painting that looks pretty cool and you say, hey, I pick painted this, you know, and they'll go like, no way. And then you right. have a video show and, and then you start a whole debate about what is art or farm animals, whatever. So it is definitely a conversation piece. And basically everything is, is um, purchased online. Um, through her website, which is pigcasso.org. We currently up upgrading the website. So anyone listening, it would be great if you touch base uh, beginning of March. Um, it'll be a whole revamped, uh, updated site. But basically, Shopify has all her artworks that are available. There's probably about 20, 20 artworks at the moment that are available for sale. And average selling price is about $1,800, $1,800 for is a sort of it's a sort of middle ground base. There's some that are substantially more and a few that are less than that. 
-hmm. And then we also have limited edition prints, which 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 really do so well, and they average at about a hundred dollars a piece. And everything comes with a certificate of authenticity, um, which also has a nose tip of Picasso on and a video of the painting, the artwork. You know, sometimes people say that I must have. I must have got involved because she'll do something totally crazy. I mean, when I say crazy, she'll do like a perfect six and a perfect nine for someone's 69th birthday. And then they look at me like, yeah, Joe, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. And I don't like that. Right. So everything she does is, 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 is video just to prove that she has done everything. And yeah, as I say, it's just, it's just a very unique uh, piece of artwork um, at the end of the day. And, and it also, it, it it's, um, it goes to a great cause, so. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like she's good at heart. This is one of her specialties. Yes, yes. She loves it here. <laughs> she's <laughs> of inspiration and, yeah, she goes through different phases, but she has done a few hearts. And she, another thing she likes to do is she does the F word. <laughs> I That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Um, the first F word sold to an Italian buyer who actually is a bit of a collector of Picasso's artworks and one actually went to California and the third one is still actually online, um, um, is actually still up for sale. But yeah, I thought maybe one day she would do an exhibition called the F word you know, by Picasso, you. but maybe yeah. that would be interpreted wrong, you know? No, oh, here's brilliant. hoping. Yes, no, <laughs> we're hoping for that as what else is on the horizon or what else would you like people to know about Picasso or the sanctuary or anything else you're up to? So, um, right. So, you know, she did the Swatch Watch last year. Yes, which last I love. It's amazing. This is, I don't know if, if anyone can see it. This is, this is a watch. Um, so that was a great collaboration. She's done one or two really cool collaborations. Nissan was the other one. We had a, we had a crew of Japanese uh, directors come down and, and film her for one day, no pressure at all. <laughs> I nearly attacked that day. Um, but so she's done some cool color collaborations, and obviously the wine is 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 something that aligns with uh, the sanctuary as well because of Vineyard this year. What I would like to start doing is for her to breaking break into some of these international art shows um, as opposed to product endorsements because I think that the art that the art is, is um, objectively um, can compete on the international art scene and um, a way to um, to to break into this as an as a as a as a solid abstract expressionist that can really stand with these with these other artists um, independently and so um, so that means I'm looking at looking at getting into Miami 2020 Art Basel, which is in, in December. It's a little bit of a short notice, so, so it would probably be looking at a couple of those art shows for next year. Um, and also aligning, um, um, al aligning with um, um, sort of like a collaborative, um, promoting it more as a collaboration, because it really is mm -hmm. a collaboration between a human being and sort of channeling through a being, which is a pig. You know, it's not, I think, I think, in the art world, she isn't taken as seriously because she's just an animal and animals aren't artists, all right? So there's actually a lot of artistic creativity coming from my side that's directing it. So it's actually is a human, it's also a human art form. It's just painted in a different way. And that different way is through a very creative being, which just so happened to be a pig. And I believe it really has the legs and um, the message to, to stand at these to stand uh, with, with some of these art shows. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just 
we're taking it from a serious perspective as this is a different kind of artwork and it's something that 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 um that has a powerful message especially you know this whole climate change topic is very in at the moment as it should be and um you know animal agriculture is a leading the leading driver of climate change it is a fact united nations have confirmed that and i think you know through her art she's also highlighting the the um the catastrophic, catastrophic effects of, of, of what animal agriculture does through her artwork. So there's a very mm -hmm. urgent message that can also be delivered through this collaboration of myself and Picasso painting. And I just I would like to pursue that on a very serious note uh, in conjunction with the fun stuff, which is the Swatch Watch and the Nissan car and the wine label and stuff. That, that's all fun. But there's a very serious message behind the artworks. And and I would uh, it would be great for it to be taken with with um with a serious angle as well for more information on picasso you can check out her website which is picasso.org and she's on instagram and twitter with the exact same handle and that is at picasso hog hero be sure to follow why the podcast on facebook instagram and twitter and check out our youtube channel for some additional great why content if you're so inclined, please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Today's show was produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist, our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen. Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?